welcome to the 370th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on January 7th, the first show of 2024. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and I'm also 50% of this here show with me is the man who's still hanging on to his New Year's resolutions, Carlos Rodella. Wait, what are they? I don't even know. Well, we have one for the show. Do you have any personal ones? Wait, what's the one for the show? We'll get to it in one second, man. Oh, okay. Um, Personal ones. No, just like, you know, be a better uh, human, be in physical, better shape. Um, Yeah, I don't think I made one. Yeah, I didn't really do anything. Nothing, Nothing for me personally. But I, you know, I do definitely want to overthrow the patriarchy. I want to stand up for global warming. I want to try to make sure democracy stays a thing in America. So I've got a couple on my plate that are, you know, medium sized. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll uh, we'll go from there. That's medium sized. Yeah, those are the medium ones. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't want to see the, the crazy size. <laughs> All right, folks. Welcome to 2024. It still sounds kind of futury when I say it, but it really doesn't mm-hmm. feel futury. Carlos, are we living in the future? We are not. Um, we're living in the present, by the way. Oh, damn. Okay. Um, and also the present is, it feels pretty much like the past. Yeah. There's AI now and there's talk of robots and, um, yeah, it'll feel like the future for me when nanobots finally show up. Cause with all my health issues and everybody else that's out there in the world who have health issues, man, oh man, I just want robots to fix me at this point. Um, I, that'll feel yeah. futuristic. I hear you, but like I feel like the way AI is going, all it's good for is writing shitty text and stealing people's art and these shitty robots that like steal people's jobs at auto factories or they attack people in the Tesla factory. I have to think that if we actually did get the nanobots, they probably wouldn't perform like you'd want them they'd to. They'd break up, uh, yeah, too, and they'd like make me more sick. Well, whatever. So, doom and gloom. Welcome to 2024. Welcome to 2024. But folks. no, to answer your question, it doesn't feel like the future. There's no Jetsons. There's no flying cars. There's not even a hoverboard, even though there was, like, I saw a video of one once. Um, kids or young people, Back to the Future 2 is what I'm talking about. Yeah, There's a hoverboard yeah. in that. And yeah, we don't have that now. So I don't know. I don't feel like it's the future. Yeah, I don't feel like it either. It feels just like a really sad kind of gussied up version of shitty times in the past. So <laughs> I think we've been played. I want the actual 2024 where I've got a shiny flying car and I've got cool, like, I don't know, techno goggles that show me things and we can look yeah. at, you know, I mean, we have a lot of screens. I guess screens is everywhere. Maybe that one came true. Through, and but... we have the Meta Quest 3, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. All right. All right. Anyway. All right, folks, enough uh, prognostication there. Let's kick things off. As you know, if you're a listener, and if you don't know, I'm going to tell you right now, Carlos and I share a virtual living space divided down the middle with a strip of duct tape, and it's just old-fashioned duct tape. It's not future duct tape. No. His side, my side, things were a mess, so we're going to tidy up right here and right now. This is housekeeping. Carlos, what do you got on your side of the room this week? Just a couple things. One, I forgot to mention, um, not just in our best of games list, but... Also, just a really cool game I played, uh, and I don't know if I brought it to the show ever, but it was one of the first games I played for Glitch Through the Ground, um, which is my other channel where I play games weird. Uh, It's called Pseudo Regalia. Did I bring it to the show? I feel like you've mentioned it, but honestly, I can't tell you a thing about it. Why don't okay. you refresh our memories Well, here? just because it came up on another like YouTuber list of favorite indie games or favorite games of the year, and I was like, oh yeah, I did love that game. 
it was just really simple, third person, um, not even, it doesn't even really have a genre. It's just kind of like an action RPG, kind of, but more about traversal. And the little character would run around and has a sword and would fight monsters and stuff, but it was also about just like getting to different places, you know, like uh, jumping from like wall to wall. Oh, you know what? You actually didn't talk about it. I think I saw this on um, Iron Pineapple's channel. It was one of the games he oh, featured. Okay. So I know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah. Anyways, yeah. a super quick and short indie game, and I played it, and I actually made some videos from it. But it's like one of the best controlling games ever. Yeah, like, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah, it's so simple, but they just nailed like the maneuvering and, you know, walking around the, the world and the map and stuff. So just check it out. It's probably super cheap now. Pseudo Regalia. I just want to mention that. Uh, and then also uh, recently, uh, yesterday actually, uh, me and my brother actually went to a GameStop. What? Is that still a thing? Yes, it's still a thing. And we were like, you know, like not to go in too much of a tangent, but a lot of stores, and we were in this little plaza where there was a bunch of stores, a lot of stores do feel dead. You know, I recently went to a Best Buy and it was like a graveyard. Where they don't sell physical media anymore. Well, they, they do, but it just didn't have much of it. And well, they, it just... they, they've banned it from their stores. They made it the official announcement. They said they're oh, no really? longer carrying any physical like DVDs or nothing. It was uh, last week. Oh, so wow. you will now no longer find anything like that in their stores. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect like explanation to like what I see. Talk about the future. I see the future with no physical stuff in stores, oh, sure. right? Oh, sure, yeah. But it just felt like that. We were out, and like almost all the stores were like weird and picked up. Uh, when you went to the GameStop and like opened the door, did the guy or or girl or whoever behind the counter look surprised when you came in? No, not at all. That's my oh, point. Okay. So all the other stores <laughs> felt weird, right? Like I didn't. I felt weird going to some stores. But we went in there and we were like, is it going to be that same thing? Like hardly any media and, you know, just weird and quiet. No, it was like the past. Uh, speaking of, that's a perfect segue, and not segue, but a perfect kind of callback. It is the past because it just felt like walking into a regular game store like mm. I used to. Like tons of games everywhere. There was two people behind the counter. Yes, there was masks. Um, but also They were wearing masks? Wait, one was, and I think two weren't or something. And say, wow, that's surprising. A right. lot of people in the store were, were wearing them. But the point is, it felt old school, and they were super, like, you know, upselly, which is all oh, sure, yeah. bullshit, whatever. And they wanted. They asked if I wanted a warranty on, like, a, a single disc game that I got. I was like, no, this thing is, <laughs> is done. You know, like, <laughs> this is like a $9 game, and we're yes. just going to leave it at that. Yes. But um, so it just felt like the past, but it felt good. You know what I mean? Like... I actually liked it. I actually Interesting. liked it. Interesting. Yeah. So well, I bring it up. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. No, well, I was just going to say, uh, you know, I mean, I have many, many, many fond memories of going to game stores in the past. I mean, that was like my usual thing. Anytime we'd leave the house, I would always find some excuse to like, you know, pull over to a GameStop or, you know, Babbage's software, et cetera. Any EB of those games. games. EB, EB games. EB game. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. So electronics boutique. Uh, so back in the day, yeah, for sure. But God, it's been such a long time. And like, the last time I went to a GameStop, we have one in um, near where I live. And God, I think the last time I went in there was probably before COVID. And it was like a bunch of Funko Pops and like shirts and anime bullshit. And then I looked at the games and it was like, man, there's like literally nothing in here I want to buy because, you know, I guess everything just is download now. And, you know, you can pre-order stuff and everything is, you know, I don't know. I just I just felt like I just didn't have a reason to go there anymore you know well that's why i bring it up because i'm along the same lines as you for most of it because obviously i download everything right 
I download tons of games. I don't need a physical media for a lot of stuff. One, older games. So not just GameStop, but like your local, you know, game store. It still exists. We have a couple right around me too. Remember I, I talked to you about Second Run Games, I think it was. Oh, called, yeah, that's right. And a couple yeah. other ones. Um, that might not be the name of it. but uh, And Pink Gorilla, obviously. So there's, there's stores that, you know, really do focus on retro games and having things that aren't going to be downloadable because they're sure, carts sure. or they're consoles, right? Uh, also consoles. <clears throat> but then when we were there, you know, some of those video game t-shirts I did like, right? And there was merchandise that I wouldn't have normally bought. And one was on sale for like $15, you know? And I'm like, well, I wouldn't have got that just randomly on Amazon. There's something to, this is a longer tangent, but there's something to like discovery, you know, organic discovery. Oh yeah, for sure. And I love that online. I try to like, you know, find something new every day to watch or play. But I think that that goes the same with like you you can't get that all from online. So, anyways, to that point, I found a charger for my con- my controllers. I keep complaining about. Oh, nice! And it was for two controllers at once, and it was GameStop branded. You oh, know, okay. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. give a shit. And it was fifteen dollars. Nice. And it works fine. Both of my controllers right now are totally charged. You know. Oh, that's uh, awesome! Yeah. And my third one's on uh, not, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so I got that. And that one I wouldn't have just randomly found. And then also, um, this is going to be in the show later, but I found a tennis game, AO Tennis 2. I wouldn't have normally like went to the tennis section in my PS5, you know, and downloaded right. something. But because it was there, and I remember liking tennis, and I have a thing I'll talk to you about on the show, uh, I picked it up, and it was also like, yeah, $10. And so, and I know I didn't get the warranty. Uh <laughs> And so I got both those things, and I left happy. I was like, and I liked the experience. Like, I liked being in there. And I, you, also, I heard a kid with his dad, you know, and that little thing where, like, oh, I want this, I want this. It just brought me back. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, yeah. Just only, I only have positive things to say about it. I think that there's so much shit talk about game stores sometimes. But, like, I don't know. I grew up with them. You grew up with them. And oh, yeah. I think if you can do it right still, you know, and, and make it kind of, not just upselling and not just like an awful experience. I think it, they're really good. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I you know I I don't know though. I, I I have to wonder. So discovery was like my big thing, right? So like before downloads got really popular, like when we were still all going to stores or ordering online, like you would wait for a physical disc. Like when that was still like the main thing, you know that was a good place for discovery because you know everything was physical, even the niche releases and the weird releases and the oddball releases, which is what I always looked for. And so you could go to a store and search the racks to see what came in that week, or you could go to the bargain bin and see what was on sale. And you would usually come across something, but I don't know that. I mean, I'm just speaking. I don't know this for a fact or anything, but like, I just wonder if all the niche games that I would be into, even like half the stuff in my top 10, is any of it even getting a physical release? Like if I was to go into a store, would I find goodbye volcano high? You know, would I find lamplighters league? Like, are there even discs being made of those things? I don't even know if that's even true anymore. Um, you know, and I know that there's these boutique physical media places like limited run games and stuff like that. But that's like they put out this like, you know, full price disc like six months after the game comes out and you got a pre-order and all this stuff. Yeah, it's, and it's different. Just not yeah. the same thing. Right. So I kind of wonder if if I went to a game store today, would the level of discoverability that I that I traditionally went there for, does that even still exist? I, I kind of question it. Yeah, in general, probably the answer is no, but it's more like finding the 
again, if you're looking for retro, if you're looking for obscure things, if you're looking for things that are just older and you've forgotten about, yeah, I think that for me, that's the main thing, right? If they have a PS3 section, which by the way, the GameStop does. Oh, sure. And like, I just went through that. And then I went through old PS4 games that I didn't know if I had or not. And so it can happen. Yeah, it's not going to be the same experience. I'm just right, saying like, right. it's a better experience than I thought it was. Uh, I also got two good things out of it. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, this used to be my my bread and butter, my lifeblood, my most favorite thing to go do. And I, luckily, I'm really grateful that I got to do that when my kid was still young. So there are, are some, some, excuse me, I can't talk right now. Oh, happy new year, everybody. Um, <laughs> some good memories from before, you know, before everything kind of changed, like not only just COVID and stuff, but like, you know, before we went full digital and before yeah, yeah. my kid got old enough to only care about his own teen stuff and everything. Like we had some good times going in and like looking at cases and pulling stuff out. So I'm glad we got to do that. And it yeah. was like a true legit thing. So definitely some good memories. For right. Because sure. it might be gone forever now. Right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, oh, but sure. speaking of bread and butter, which you just said. Uh, great segue into a food thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, so I've been experimenting with different diet stuff because of my, my whole thing, you know, that I complain about on this podcast. I'm sorry, everybody. My health thing. Anyways, uh, gluten, trying to take some of that out at least. And I found Pamela's brand is a brand called Pamela's. Okay. And it's like almond flour and uh, I don't know, a bunch of different flours. It's not, um, wheat. And their pancakes are amazing. Did you get them pre-made or did you have to make them? No, they're in the package pre-made. And then you have to add an egg and oil and water. And I did it this morning. And they were fantastic. I mean, like, I'm not, like, blowing smoke. It's like, it could be bad. You know, gluten-free stuff can not taste good. Oh, sure. We've all had a a really disgusting gluten-free loaf, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. And this is really good. So you talk about food sometimes. Pamela's, anybody who is gluten-free or whatever wants to be uh, Pamela's pancakes. Holy shit. That's interesting. You know, it's funny that you bring up gluten uh, because, uh, you know, back in the day I, when I was working out in the field, I would often uh, go to like many, many, many different restaurants because I'd be like gone like all day long and I would just be like, you know, stop off whatever for lunch. And I remember um, a couple times stopping off at some uh, local Chinese restaurants. And like one thing that was really popular on the menu a couple, well, more than a couple years ago, were gluten puffs. Like the entire thing was puffed gluten. And I remember Whoa. ordering it and being like, man, this is really good. I, I like this. That's the opposite. <laughs> I know, but it's funny. It's funny that gluten has become such a villain these days because I can clearly remember like having that be like the featured star yeah. of the show a few times, which is just hilarious to me. But And I don't want it to be a villain, by the way. My my insides maybe are mad at it. Sure. I, I'm sure. not. I, I think it's amazing. Just funny. Um, I have one more thing, and then do you have some stuff? Just a couple quickies. I was just going to mention I went back, and um, I was going to bring him on the show as for like a whole discussion, but I'm just going to really quickly touch on that I went back to play Mafia 3 and Watch Dogs 2, which when I told you, you were like, what? Yes. I'm like, where did those come from? Mainly because of, you know, content. Sure. Um, I'm trying to find like funny little moments in games, and those games both are fantastic when it comes to NPC like dialogue and weird interactions. I know that I talk about Watch Dogs 2 on this show. I must have. We have talked about it several yeah. times. Yeah, but a while ago. But in general, I wanted to bring them up because I don't know if anybody, if everybody listening has played them. They're both fantastic games, like truly special. Did you play either of them, by the way, before I start? Which one is Mafia 3? Is that the one where you're the returning? The guy comes from Vietnam. Yeah, he comes from I home. have not played that one, and I did play Watch Dogs 2, and I couldn't stand it. 
I don't. Oh yeah, okay. You don't like Watch Dogs One either, and you don't. I hated Watch Dogs, Dogs Legion. One, yeah. You don't like any of that. that no, world. I don't. I just don't like that series. I don't think okay. it's very fun. And you also don't like Grand Theft Auto, though. Let's be honest. Not right? a big GTA fan. Yeah. No. See, so it's anybody listening. If they, if you feel like a GTA, that's what that game is. Um, weirdly enough, you might like Sleeping Dogs, though. Did you Did you play that? I haven't played that, and it was okay. But I, I got bored of it again. I just again, I don't think GTA, I'm a big fan yeah, for yeah, the GTA yeah. style. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's why Mafia Three is not that. Because remember, Mafia One was on my list of fan yeah. favorite game of the year. Um, Still, the people, you know, Hangar 13, they just make great stories. And that thing, I started again because I had to start over. And, man, I was like, am I going to play this whole game again? Because <laughs> it's such a good story. It's fantastic. Anyways, people go back and uh, check that out. And if you like GTA, check out Watch Dogs 2. There you go. That's my piece. I'm done. All right. Just a couple quickies for me. Number one, um, so we did our game of the show... <laughs> game Man, of the show. Wait, I, call I am falling though? apart here. I I don't know what's going on, dude. Game I'm of the show. I did the game of the show year last week. Nope, that's not right. Nope, that's the game of the it. year show. Game of the week. year. G- see, game of the year sounds weird. Yeah, we did our what did we, top ten? Whatever. We we all know what happened. I did our we, whatever. I'm just gonna hang it up. All right, thanks. Thanks okay, for coming, bye folks. Bye, it's been a good ya. show. Been a good show. Wait, you're gonna hang it up like it's a phone call? Yep, hanging it up. Hanging it up. Okay, Click. hold on. Let me do an insert dial tone. Ding. Click. Okay, we're done. Jesus. Wait, can I call you back? Maybe later. No, text me. Text me. Wait, but I am talking to you. How, oh, how would that work? It. Oh, damn it. Okay. Sorry, I don't know what's going on. I am just off my It is game morning. of the year. It just sounds weird. Yeah, game of the year. Anyway, That's right. we did game of the year last week is what I was desperately trying to say there. And we went through the reader picks. Uh, we had a whole bunch. And I mentioned on the show that as I was going through... Uh, I was, tr- you know, cutting and pasting and rearranging and getting everything formatted so we could go through it um, easily for the show. And when I was doing that, I accidentally had deleted one person's name and I, I didn't notice it right away. So that by the time I had finally noticed it, it was like 37,000 back arrows back and I couldn't go back to find the person's name. Right. Yeah. So um, that person spoke up. They did hear the show and it was Bill Fiskin. So thank you very much for your submission, Bill. I know he said not to make a big deal of it, but I felt like I definitely owed Bill that because I, I hated to not give proper credit where credit is due. So yeah. he wrote in, said he he was the one that I left off. And I, my bad, Bill. I'm so sorry about that. But it was Bill Fiskin who was the mystery submission last week. Thank you very much for sending that in, Bill. And I promise I will not delete your name next time. Thank you, Bill. And we're making a big deal of it right now. Right now. Big Thanks, deal. Bill. Big deal. Okay. The only other thing I have going on uh, this week was I wanted to bring up our New Year's resolution for the show. Now, we kind of talked about this kind of offhandedly uh, a couple shows back. I don't believe we mentioned it last week, but maybe two weeks or three weeks ago. And we didn't really like lock it down and make it official, but I thought it was such a great idea. And you seemed really on board at the time as well. Uh, The New Year's resolution for the podcast will be that you and I both will endeavor to bring at least one backlog game per week, right? Right. So like in their opening of the show, we always say new stuff, old stuff, anything between, which I think we stand by and we have done that. I think we have generally leaned more towards the new because, you know, new releases come fast and furious. But, you know, I've got a crazy backlog. You've got a crazy backlog. And sometimes, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I just want to like play something that I want to get to or maybe there's something I've had my eye on for a while or whatever. I want us to have like more of an official excuse to... Put the new stuff on pause for just a second and maybe get to some of the older stuff. So if you're still good with that, Carlos, I am ready to to make that resolution of this year, this show. I mean, we're going to have new stuff, of course. It's not going to be just old stuff, but at least one 
older backlog game per week. What do you think? Okay, yeah, I think so. And also, I'm wondering if it has to be because I, today I'm bringing an older game, but it's not on my backlog. So there is a difference there. Um, but yeah, I think it should be from the backlog because I actually have. We both have like a section, right? I have like like a like list. thousands of games on my yeah. backlog. So yeah. Okay, and then what's that game? Metajonian, Metajonian, Meta. What? Meta Hojonian, Meta Joan, Meta. I have no idea what you're trying to say. The game that's like 2D and uh, it's sci fi and it's that woman protagonist. And we both loved it and we said it did so many cool new things. What? What are you talking she, about? I'm drawing a blank on it. And this. it's got what? a weird name. We, we can never say it right. And it starts with M. Give me more. Give me more. I don't know. It's like anime, it's 2D color, like 2D graphics. Uh, pixelated, and then they'll do cutscenes when she like hits down a wall. It'll do a zoom in close up on her, and then wow, I have literally no idea. What it's left to right, like it's left to right only. Remember, two uh, D nope. side scrolling, meta meta mutonage mutonage Oh, mutazione, mutazione, mutazione. Okay, mutazione. We got hey, it. Hey, we got it. That's I think top of my list because we had such a good time with it. I don't know why oh, I just stopped man. playing it. That game, I know why I stopped playing. That game kills. That game is actually a thousand times better than you think it would be. And it was it really, is. really good. But I got to a part in the game where I think I just didn't know what to do. I think I just got lost. And it was just that little bit of friction that was enough for me to bail on it. But right. I, I mean, like, it was so good. Like, the animation was so good. The story was funny. The combat was really good. Like, they were like, it was pretty banging on most levels. But I think, I mean, it was longer than I thought. And I got about. Like definitely more than halfway through, I was I was kind of into it for a while. Uh, no, no, it's not Mutazione. That's not right. That is one hundred percent not right. No, it's not. No, it's what? not Mutazione. Fuck me. That's the game that where you are on an island with monsters and you grow plants. That's the fucking. Oh moment. no, we were God so ready it. to say yes. We're but you know morons. what I mean. It's one of those. It's okay, an M. We're gonna. Oh, okay, we'll shit. take this offline. We're gonna take it offline. We're gonna find out the name of this because I know what you're talking about now, and I don't. And that's the game I want to play for my backlog. Fuck, we're such morons. Okay, it's I can literally turn on my PlayStation and get it in a minute. Go do it while I'm talking. Okay, and we'll figure it out. God, sorry, folks. Wow, we suck. What no, a, we what don't. A crap don't way to start us, this year. Put ourselves off. down. I can't. Although talk you can't talk at the beginning of the year, and we got wrong game names. This is terrible. Wrong game. Disappointing names. all our listeners here. All game right. year of the <clears throat> game year of the backlog. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, is that the name of the podcast? Maybe. I can't speak. I can't speak, maybe. Um, what are we going to say next? What are we going to Jeez, try to speak? Okay, let's just get off of this. Okay, folks, that was the let's most miserable the housekeeping ever. But before we get to the main portion of the show, let's just remind everybody, um, if you like, and I don't blame you for not doing it this week, please help support the podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash the so video games podcast. Every little bit helps with the cost of hosting, upgrading equipment, picking up any games for the show if we can't get codes. And also, uh, if you chip in at the $5 level, you will be invited to join us in our members-only Discord. But rest assured, uh, whether you contribute or not, we are never going to paywall any content or any episodes or anything like that. So you're going to get the same great show, oh, slightly less great this week, free of charge, because we love you. So chip in if you like. If you don't, you're still going to get the same show. No worries. And also... While we're here, I do want to give a shout out to our newest members, uh, Shannon. Thank you very much, Shannon. Your contribution is greatly, greatly appreciated. And also, uh, Eddie Zotto from the Smashing Bricks Retro Gaming Podcast. Eddie's a friend from way back in the day. He's one of the old crew from Twitter, and it was so cool to see him pop up. He's got his own show, and Eddie's a great guy. So thank you very much, Eddie, and thank you very much, Shannon. Thank you. Thank you. And also, I made an appearance like a bunch of times now in the Discord. So I'm, I'm in there. 
Good. It's not always in there. Brad's always in there, and I'm just in there, you know, sometimes. And we've got a lot of other really cool listeners and cool people in there as well. So there's lots yeah, of people. Yeah, everybody's in there, like, saying stuff all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I got to get in there more. So yeah. I tried really hard this week. Um, Appreciate it. So, also, it's called Anno Mutationem. That's what the fucking okay. game is. Anno, yeah, 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 yeah. So we were close. Yeah. Anno Mutation. Oh, M-U-T-A-T-I-O. N-E-M. Mutationem. Boy, they needed a, man, they needed a better title. It's a title, hard bro. thing to That's say. That's a hard say, yeah. So it's between that and also, it's literally between these two. That one or Adam RPG. Do you remember that game? Oh, I never played it. I remember seeing it and I think I even bought it, but I don't think I've ever played it. Bruh, it's Wasteland. Yeah, that's why I bought it. I was like, and you like really Wasteland? Cool. I do like Wasteland. Yeah. So literally, those are my top two on my pile of shame uh, in my PlayStation. So it's gonna be one of those for next week. Okay, sounds good. I don't know that I'm ready to commit to something now, but I will definitely find something before. <laughs> I know I'm doing next it in the show. That's okay. Fine. All right, all right, folks. Boy, that was a rough start, but uh, let's get the juices flowing. Get into the main portion of the show here, Carlos. Since you can talk uh, mo- more coherently than I can right now, let's start it off with you. Uh, with I think was uh, number six on your game of the year list, it was Skull Island: Rise of Kong. Yeah, it is. It was like actually, I was gonna put it at number two. It's so damn good. Oh man, um, that's excellent. I've heard good, nothing but good things about it. You only hear good things about it online. It's um, really tough to find anybody with a bad word to say about that game. I know. Also, this a publisher is the is Game Mill, right? That's the one, and they did uh, the Walking Dead game, and that's you know only only positive things are being said about that game. Well, I can't wait to hear the litany of praise you're about to drop on us here, my friend. Cool. Tell us about Skull Island here. I might even do a review. I'm I'm just feeling it. You know? Whoa, oh, man. Carlos yep. is on fire. Okay. A review that could literally, if I say words right now, could go into Metacritic. You could. That's a thing that could happen right now. Holy shit. I won't do that. Okay. Um, We're not doing that now. Yeah, Skull Island Rise of Kong is fucking terrible. Uh, everybody already knows that. If you just Google it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, worst games ever, um, alongside, like, Gollum. And uh, I actually did like the Walking Dead game, though. So, wait, um, wait, wait. Are we talking... Okay, let me clarify, because I've yes. heard it's bad. I haven't played it. Are we talking worst of 2023, or are we talking about worst of the generation, or are we talking about worst since, like, Pong or whatever? Like, how long of, a, of an era are we talking about here? I mean, I wouldn't even use the word worst. It's just bad. Um, okay. Like I, so I made a TikTok of it. Uh, I was going to, I just bought it on sale for the content. I wanted to make a funny video because it looked really bad. And basically, I will tell you what the game is in a minute. But um, just the prelude is that I just, I got it for content. And uh, here's the main reason why it's bad. But you don't have to talk about the game really right now, is that I played it for a while, suffered through it because it's, you know, not fun. Right. It's not fun. And then I got pretty far, I don't know, far, and then went the next day to reload it because I saved the game, and it the save was gone, just gone. It munched your save? Yeah, and I'm like, you don't have to give me another reason not to play this game, but you just did because now I can't even, you know, I can't stomach going doing all that all over again. I mean, literally, I went to the save game to load it. I went to load screen. Yeah. And the lo- the save that was in the load screen was from right now, like when I turned the game on that day. <laughs> well, that's pretty It special. made a save from right now. Wow. Okay. And that's what the TikTok uh, reel is, of me just realizing that I am i can't play the game now because I, you know. But yeah, you play as Kong. Um, they do a like a sad backstory about your parents dying from dinosaurs. 
and then you want to you know get revenge and go and i don't know fight more dinosaurs um and it's third person you run around as a you know gorilla you're not huge kong you're like regular size it seems like regular size gorilla kong gorilla size how's that how yeah. does that work I, I i think you would be bigger than that while he was still in his mom's tummy before he even got born because they're huge he doesn't look right? huge he doesn't look huge and here's the weirdest thing this is a fun thing to talk <clears> about <throat> also part of my video which is the very first enemies you find are these like little teeny mini dinosaurs and they're like you know like they look the size of a chicken or something and they can really kill you <laughs> like they just gang up on you and hit you and if you don't dodge roll and get out of the way like they take a lot of damage off you and i'm like what a way to introduce your game here i am kong you know R rise of kong my i'm mad about my parents dying i'm gonna go beat things up and these little chicken dinosaurs little like chicken kill dinosaurs you. rip you apart yeah <laughs> they rip you apart and also the fighting's not fun nothing feels good there's all these different you know jumps and moves and everything just feels bad and all the enemies take forever to kill and you're like this talk about power fantasy gone right know. right um didn't like it it wasn't fun and then immediately because you know i'm the person who does this i found the invisible wall and jumped over it and got outside the map uh proud of myself how do you, how do you jump over an invisible wall because those things are put there as everyone knows to keep you inside the bounds of the play field yeah and i don't imagine they stick a little ladder on the back side of it or something i mean they how sure the fuck don't. do you even get over it yeah, so I should do like a whole uh, section or also maybe just do this on my other channel. But like there's whenever you can find walls like in games before the invisible wall part happens, they'll put invisible walls, by the way, in the weirdest places. They won't always put them on the actual terrain. This is kind of pro tips for you. Uh, and so sometimes the terrain won't have the walls on them. The, the, the terrain will just be like if you can scale it a la Skyrim, then you can get over that invisible wall like lots of times the invisible walls are, are, are like on ground level you know yeah yeah but they're not like very high up in the sky by the way that's how i got off the map in cyberpunk sure. is because they literally built a fence and they put an invisible wall above that fence because they were really i think they knew that i was doing it that, that i was going to get over it again and then i got over it because i got high enough see what i'm saying yeah, I saw you, your your method of stacking cars and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but the point is, it they 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 don't do it into infinity uh, upwards in general, which is so weird. Because why would you not do that? Because it's harder. It's hard. It's think about it. It's like collision detection. It's like something that you have to store in memory. I feel like it's it's too memory. Um, I You're probably sensitive. right. I don't know about the development. I think reasons, it is because regardless. it's still a wall. It's still an actual sprite thing. You know. Um, anyways, the point is. I I just scaled the mountain in a really weird way and found the top of it. And then when I got to the top of it, I jumped over and I got outside it. And what was outside? Outside, I got stuck. I, uh, in this particular section, I just got inside the mountains and it looked crazy. And then I was just stuck in there and I couldn't mm -hmm. leave. <laughs> All right. Anywho, the point is the game's terrible. Don't buy it. And even for content, it doesn't work because if I can't load my game... I can't even go, get to the good content. Did we even say what the game was? Or are you just a monkey running around punching stuff I just, or what? You, I said it. You're a monkey running around. Did we? Yeah. It, I said third person, monkey. You look like size of gorilla. There's other dinosaurs. There's crabs, by the way. Is there combos crabs. or anything? You have acrobatic moves? Like you got banana blaster? What do you got? Uh, this sounds like you want like an actual <laughs> I don't know. Just like, what does he do? Like, I mean, I, I'm not going to He just runs. It, he rolls. He has, you know, a three hit or four hit combo. He's got a strong attack. Um, 
Yeah, there's other things like a super meter. You can like, um... oh, yeah. By the way, when I powered up with the super meter, I didn't feel any stronger, and I died. No. Do you have that that nuclear axe? That stupid nuclear axe from the movie? Does he have that? No, it is. It, it's nothing. It's not fun. Right. And, and the point is, later on, maybe they add stuff. It it wouldn't matter. Like the game mechanics are bad, and it isn't fun. And the weird jump. Sometimes you have to jump far, and you have to hold the button down and then aim. Like you're like a fucking bomb, like a mm. grenade, you know? Okay. okay. So it's just made badly, and that's why people are dunking on it. But I thought I could find some fun, but I, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go back if the, I don't know if the save's going to even work. Anyways, I shouldn't have bought it. So that's the game. And <laughs> I got, uh, I got, I got what I asked for, which is nothing. No, bad experience. And I guess you got some content out of it. So mm. one good video. One good video. All right. That's it. We'll never speak of it again. All right. That was Skull Island Rise of Kong. Let me talk for a minute about There Is No Light. Um, I don't know that this qualifies as my backlog game. I mean, I guess I'm going to cheat a little bit since this is the first week. I've got a couple. I've got two games that could either one qualify as my backlog. Uh, I'll just say this is it because it has been on my PlayStation for a while. Uh, this is a 2D, it was billed to me as kind of like a Souls-like um, action game. And we did a preview of this at Game Critics uh, a while ago. I want to say last year, because it was it hit PC a while ago. And I have to feel like the people who previewed it for me were very generous to it. Because when I started playing it, I'm like, wow, this is, this is not my jam and I'm not having any fun. I mean, it's not Skull Island level probably, but... Um, so that tells some kind of a strange story. I don't know if it's like post-apocalyptic or just kind of dark fantasy or something, but it's like you're in this underground area. Again, 2D sprite based, uh, you know, kind of like uh, it's not it's not 2D platformy, but just kind of like the overhead, you know, Zelda ish or something like that. Mm. Um, sort of. I don't know. I don't even know how to even describe after 40 fucking years in this goddamn uh, oh, yeah. video game field. I don't even know how to describe video the games? 2D game. Yeah. Video, video games. <laughs> But this particular one where it's like it's 2D, and, but there are elevations, but it's not side view and it's not oh, exactly top down. And yeah. It's kind of like isometric, but not really. It's kind of like in that middle ground. And I guess people just shorthand just say it's a 2D game, but that doesn't really capture the essence of like what they're doing here. And I just I really struggle to you, you would think that after de- literal decades, we would know how to describe this fucking thing. We don't, don't. We don't. Anyway, it's an action adventure RPG is what they call it. Yeah, I mean, um, fair. But sure. yeah, you go up and down and left and right on the screen. You know, exactly. like an old score. Exactly. But yeah. it's 2D. And there's also like there's elevations within that. So it's not just a flat plane. Um, I'll get yeah. to that in a second. So basically, um, it, it seems post-apocalyptic or something, I think. And so you start the game with uh, this character that you don't really know who's going on. And you're going to this like ceremony with this weird cult. And they're like sacrificing like a baby, I think it was. And then you get all mad about it because it was, I think, your baby. I mean, honestly, I played this about... I played this like six days ago. I played this like the day after we recorded our last podcast. And at this point, like it is so much of it is fading from my memory. I'm just like, none of it stuck with me. Um, I remember the story being very sketchy and not well told. Um, it's these weird cutscenes that they would do that don't really help move the story along. And just, you don't really know what's going on in a clear way. It just really seems in a rush to set up like this revenge story. Mm. Um, you go away for a year and you're like hanging out with like, the Grim Reaper with a big nose, I guess, is who that person is. And like in the intervening year, which is just like blink, it's been a year. All of a sudden you've got like a different haircut. And you're like a combat badass and stuff. And it just feels really cheesy and, and just not cool. 
Um, and then you, you just start going after stuff like killing people. This game is strange because it seems like it's going to be kind of a hack and slash. Uh, but I think where they get the souls like, or whatever people told me about it was because every enemy has like a, a combat indicator and you have to like parry like everybody. No, and I'm like, uh, I'm and out. it's, yeah. And it's not even exactly like a strict parry. It's like a guy, an enemy will come up to you. You'll see a red mark above his head. And if you hit him at that exact moment, then you'll stop his attack. But then you can also just regular attack as well. Um, but like you get swarmed pretty quickly and there's all these red marks going all over the place and it just kind of feels very hard to parse and kind of messy and it doesn't feel very exact and it feels like it wants to be just kind of a button masher, but also not kind of, Mm -hmm. it just, it just doesn't hold together. Um, the other thing is like getting back to like the elevation and and the, the map design, I think the map design is really hard to read. It's not very clear. And there are, um, these butterflies, the developer clearly knew it was very hard to see what was going on screen. And instead of going back to the drawing board and making it clear, they stuck butterflies all over the place. And what these butterflies do is if you see blue butterflies, that's something you can interact with because they couldn't figure out how to make it stand out otherwise. So like if you're walking along a path or whatever, it looks like background, 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 but then one of the pieces of background will have a butterfly on it. And that's the one you can jump up on. Mm. And it's not very clear. It's not intuitive at all. And if those butterflies weren't there, you would have literally like no idea where to go or what to do. So it's kind of this like little band-aid they put on top of the of the presentation. Um, I didn't think the combat felt very good. I didn't think the story felt very good. Um, I don't like the way that the elevation is included into the game. And I just really quickly... Uh, I just got, I just bounced off it so fast. I just ended up like attacking a couple times, rolling away, attacking a couple times. And then sometimes just so much stuff is on screen and just all the red marks going on. I'm like, whatever, this is just whatever, whatever, dude. I just don't have time for this. This is not worthy of my time and attention. So I bounced on it pretty quickly. I was looking at the art and, uh, you know, the trailer and stuff. And yeah, like it seems like the game was built around the fact that they have a really cool artist. Yeah. The sprites look really cool and like the cut scenes and stuff like that. So it's almost like a story type. Um, they could have just done a story bit. Yeah. I, like so, okay. gameplay. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, let me, okay. Let me just be really fair. So like when you look at screenshots. That's what I'm saying. Still, yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. Screenshots when you are able to really look at the art. You're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Sprite art. That's that's it looks good. But in motion, it's too busy. It's hard to parse. And I just don't think that they took the right approach to this. It's just not fun to play. And I think there's a lot of choices here. Like uh, this is the, this is what I walked away with. Right. And this. Maybe they're going to think I'm a complete asshole when they hear this. I'm sure they're going to hear this. But like what this game feels like is somebody who said, I'm going to ignore everything that's been done in 2D gaming for the last 20 years and I'm going to do my own thing. And that's what this game feels like. It feels like somebody who is trying to set out in their own direction and not following like the path that has been laid by the developers that came before you between what works and what doesn't, what players can understand and what they can't, what is intuitive and what is not. You know, like you have your own idea, your own characters and stuff. That's all fine. But like there are certain things that we have discovered in the gaming field that like, you know, this particular type of design works better than another one. This one doesn't work better. And I feel like this person was like not looking at any of that stuff. Like I'm I'm going to I'm going to reinvent the wheel right here. Mm. And you kind of did. But like it's a fucking bumpy ass wheel. It's more like a square and it doesn't really work that well. So, you know, whatever. I mean, if it makes me sound like an asshole, so be it. But that was my big takeaway was like, why are you doing this? Why? Why did you make it this way? Why did you make this choice? Why is this like this? It doesn't work. And I don't know why somebody would do that other than the fact of, I feel like I've got an idea and I can make it work, but it didn't work. So, All right. It does look cool. It looks great in screenshots. And that was one of the big reasons I wanted to give it a shot. But there you go. There is No Light. Played that on PS5. Carlos, uh, you are bringing to the show a game that 
I have been pitched a million times, and I have pitched to the Game Critics team a million times. Not only did I not buy it, no one on the team bit, but you played it, and you say it's fucking great. So I'm very Wait, excited to I hear about that? this. You did. You did say this. When did I say this? When I talked to you the most, the time before now. Now, let me, because we got to get this clear. This is a podcast that goes, lives on forever, by the way. Not to Uh-oh. make that kind Uh-oh. of sound creepy. Okay. It was our, earlier our this podcast, week. podcast, live, live On Forever, you know that, don't you? Right now is January 7th. Right. So I, I talked said, to you at some time in the last seven days. Yep. And before yes. I played it, before I had played it, I said, everybody says it's really good. Oh, I something. thought you had played it already. No, I thought you were telling me you enjoyed no, no, it. No, no, oh. no, no. I was saying everybody says it's like a really cool idea, and I like. I told you I like the idea. Maybe okay, my so bad. Let me, yeah, let me yeah. retract that then, because I yeah. thought you were saying you had played it and that it was great. Okay. No, and my I'm bad. saying that for a my reason. Bad. My bad. I'm foreshadowing. To be fair, you caught me right before bedtime, and I was pretty sleepy. So. It's okay. okay. Um, the point is... The game is, we're talking about is... Is called Leica Age Through Blood. Okay. And a lot of people are talking about it. And yes, yes. you've been pitched it a lot. Yes. And all those things are still true. And the thing that I was saying is a ton of people... That I saw on like you know favorite games of the year, or favorite small games that you haven't seen, indie games for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check it out. And so, and I told you what it is and what the game is. Yes, is a Metroidvania game while you're on a bike, and like a motorbike. A, you're on a motorbike, and you're a oh man, a like dog, a fox. Oh, maybe a dog. Because I think when you die, you go woof. <laughs> <laughs> I think you make a you make a, a dog sound when you die. Okay, okay. So some kind of canine animal. Yeah, and um, but you're like an anthropomorphic one. You're not like a regular yeah. You dog. look like a human with the yeah. with the with animal dog head. head. Gotcha. And every every creature in the game is that same way. Okay. And so anthropomorph. I can never say that word. Anthropomorphic. anthropomorphic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the idea is it's a dark game where you ride a bike, Metroidvania style, go left and right, but then up and down, elevation, blah blah. blah. Then you tricks and you do you have a gun and you shoot and there's combos and but it's really a story driven game so it's like a dark post apocalyptic world think Mad Max that is a real mouthful you're telling me here a, 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 anthropomorphic animals you're on a motorcycle Metroidvania back and yep. forth up mm-hmm. and down yep. it's a story yeah well that's that's a whole that's like 19 different games wrapped up into one right there wow I'm, I'm gonna make it much simpler watch this Mad, <laughs> Mad Max with animals okay Mad Max with animals all right. But it's also, oh, no, hold on. Here's what the game is. And this is why we don't ever say, uh, describe games the same way. You're, like, very meticulous and, like, well, what this game is, and you say it well. Uh, and I go, and just regurgitate words, and then come up with things like this, which is, this game is uh, an, uh, anthropomorphic animals in a post-apocalyptic world like Mad Max meets Excite Bike. Okay. Okay. That's it. That, That's the game. That makes sense. That looks like the screenshots I saw. Yeah. The only other thing they don't tell you, and it is off-putting, and, and one of the reasons I don't really, I guess I think I don't like the game, Uh-oh. is there's two things. One, you know, you start the game, you're, um, you hear this horrific thing that happened to one of your, I don't know who it is, your friend's son or something, and uh, you hear that someone killed somebody, and the way that they died, I don't even say on the podcast because it's really gross. Is but it they, graphic in the game? Yeah, it's graphic, like uh. super graphic to start. And I'm like, why Why are they doing that? Then you go and find that person uh, and they are in that position. It's gross. It's like they're hung up and it's gross. Yeah. And I'm like, why would they do that? And then you talk to someone else and they say very descriptive things of torture they did to that person. Dude, why? 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 
And you know so, what this reminds me of? Yeah. This reminds me of the game that you talked about like two weeks ago. I want to call it like Patty Melt, but that's not the right name. Patty Melt is a great name for a game, and that's that the is, name that of the is, podcast. That's a good name, but no, the one where it was like the cyborg girl that was like really explicit, and she had the talking vagina. What game was that? Oh, yeah. Um, um, I was like Candy Cane. Cherry or was, Pie or Cherry something, something cherry like that. Something. It had yeah. a food name. Yeah. And that one you said was very graphic, like needlessly graphic. Yeah, that's true. It, it does feel that way. But this one's okay. like... The thing that they describe is I've never even heard it before. Like, I didn't even know it was... Was that it? Cookie cutter? Cookie something. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. The point is I never even heard of... Like, it's the torture that I've never even think of. And I'm like, that's now in my mind. Oh, no. You've been corrupted. Yeah. So, fuck that. Like, I I don't want that. I don't want it in my horror movies even, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so that was off-putting. And then once you finally get to the game, which is you're going to go try to find, like, you know, these killers. And by the way, the killers are birds like these are like bird people that tracks um, yeah birds and so the other the, the tricky thing is it's got that left and right you push left and right on your stick when you're driving the bike to go like pull back or push forward you mm-hmm. know like a sight bike yeah, yeah yeah and so when you're in the air and going to ramps you can do turns and flips and stuff um and then you need it to like balance or whatever but then when you want to go up a ramp like elevation up, you know, mm-hmm. on like something, another section. Yeah. You have to pull back. So it's not intuitive, actually. It's oh, that doesn't make sense. Annoying. Yeah. You have to pull back and then it, it puts you on the track and then you can go up the next, you know what I mean? You can go up I was going to say, section. does this feel like Trials at all? Because I know Excite yes, Bike. Yes, I mean, but trials. we're old, but yeah. also Trials as well. Trials, right? Excite Bike, Mad Max, Animals. Gotcha. Um, and Gore for, I don't understand why. And so then you're doing that and you're, you know, trying to find out whatever these uh, track down these people. And then you find enemies. And one of the core mechanics is you can jump over them when they're shooting at you on your bike. And if you're over them, you block it like you block the bullet. Like it shoots the bottom of your bike? Yeah, it just hits the bottom. It's like a shield. Okay. And that's interesting. And then you have limited, like, I guess you would call it a parry. But you're driving at an enemy. They're about to shoot you. You hit X, a box button or whatever. Oh, I call it box. That's right. Square. <laughs> Square. And you hit a button, and you, it's a limited, limited. No, now I'm like Brad Galloway. Oh, limited no, I'm sorry. use. I infected you with my 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 corrupted tongue. Your bad mouth. Yeah, my, my um, bad mouth. <laughs> but you use the like the parry, and it blocks the bullet, right? But then mm. to get that ability back, you have to do a, like a spin in the air. Which could be cool. Like all this could flow and make you in a really fun state. We we play games you and I where there's a good a fun flow state, you know, but it doesn't feel fun. It, it feels laborious. Okay. And then on top of that, there's Matrix, you know, Max Payne mode, like bullet time. Bullet time. You get that. You have to hold down right trigger. It's kind of intuitive, but that also you have to recharge by spinning your bike in the air. So. <laughs> Where it should be like, oh, it's like this to this to this, like spin to blah, blah, blah. That's what they wanted you to experience. Right, right, right. Carlos is like, I don't want to play anymore. Because mm. if you miss, you know, and I know it was tutorial level, so people listening who got past that were like, well, maybe it's not as, you know, specific later on. But in the beginning, they want you to get it or they won't let you move on, you know? Right, right, right. And there's save points for sure. But I just kept hitting too many walls. Like, I finally beat one. And I was like, okay, I got to understand. But then the next one I couldn't do because they want you to block, then matrix mode, then spin. And I was like, this is, and I wrote this down, perfect explanation, too prescriptive for me. Interesting. Right? Interesting. Prescriptive means like 
this is what you need to do. Right, right, This right. is your prescription for how to work the game. We are you telling know? you what you need to do to get past this, and if yes. this is not the prescription that you like, then it's not going to be a fun experience. Yeah, and I just was like, I think I need to stop. And not to mention, I really was put off by the the gore and the torture stuff because I don't. Yeah, it didn't have any have any place. Um, people who stuck with it, who I listened to on YouTube, said they like how the story ends up. You know, and, and maybe there's a good message later, but. Man, I don't think I can get to it from the gameplay. So interesting. Well, you know, this is interesting because number one, I'm with you on the gore and stuff. I I do not need that right now. Like I'll watch horror movies and stuff, but like the horror that I watch is not like the super gory like torture porn stuff. It's more like, you know, horror comedy or lighter or like a monster running around, but nothing nothing like super gross. And I I don't like that in my games either. I don't like games that are like unnecessarily overly at the top like cruel and graphic and like i just i just don't get any value from that i think there's a thousand ways to tell a story effectively that doesn't require that kind of torture porn so i probably would have been really put off as well that that's a big no-no for me personally and what you're describing i mean is exactly what i thought the game was going to be from looking at screenshots and that's why i didn't go for it i'm like this looks like a pain in the ass like excite bike is cool trials is cool but then the thought of doing that in a Metroidvania 2D way did not click to me. And that's kind of being confirmed by you right now. Because it could have went the other way, though, right? Because I really like Trials. I do, and too. I, and I like, I wouldn't mind if Trials had a, I don't think they have a gun in that game ever, right? I don't believe so, no. But I could see playing a, a gun shooting Trials game and being like, that's fun. You know, slow motion, all this stuff. It's just the way they did it. Almost like the first game you talked about. Like, it's just like they did it their own way which is very specific, right? Yeah, you've yeah. got, oh, by the way, you have to do a front flip to recharge one thing, a back flip to recharge the other thing. So then I was like, oh, I did the wrong flip. What happens if you don't land your flip? Do you fall off your bike or what happens? Oh, you can, the minute you fall, you die. That's it. Oh, man. And I'm like, no, thanks. At least make it like a psych bike where you have to run back to the bike. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like that could have been funny. Uh, that would have been a good callback too. Uh, maybe they don't know. Excite I'm surprised bike. they didn't go. Maybe they're too young. They didn't know excited. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you just die all the time. Like, I mean, and by the way, it is adorable and sad when you die because it makes it all. Yeah. Puppy sound or something like. Oof. But yeah, I don't I don't think I'm going to keep playing it. And I did get it on sale, whatever. But I just that's it. All right. Moving well, on. There you go. I guess my uh, my internal radar was right to uh, bump this one off my list because mm-hmm, I had mm-hmm. kind of bad feeling about it from the get go. So. All right. There we go. Um, let me talk for a minute about a game called Rough Justice 84. And I feel like I want to say rough because we just talked about dogs. But Oh, that's that, that dog. What's that detective dog? McGruff the Crime McGruff Dog. McGruff the Crime Dog. That's he is not back. in this game, and this has nothing to do with dogs. No, I'm out. So I'm I sh- out. I should not say rough, but I wanted to just say it anyway. Yeah. So. And I keep seeing screenshots of this game. And let's just say, just similar to what we just talked about, every time I saw the screenshots, I go, that looks cool, but I bet you I don't. Well, I won't like it. Yeah. So, okay. So here's what, so Rough Justice 84. Um, I've played a bunch of games that are literally just like this. And I don't know what you even call this style of game, but there's many games out there that are like this. Um, so let me attempt to describe it. So basically you are like a person, there's, there's a story mode, you play like a detective or something, but basically you are looking at a giant map of a city and on the city, there are little hotspots and on, you have to hire people to work for you you hire detectives to work for you and then you send those detectives to those hotspots. so let's say for example one of them is like uh hey this guy over here needs security and then you have to hire somebody who's got a good security rating like he's physically strong 
or he's got good perception, and you send him over there. And how that looks is you've got a little headquarters icon on the map, a little face with the guy that you hired goes on the map, and then you see him like driving over there in real time. And so mm. a clock is running. All of the little objectives on the map are counting down. You've got limited time to complete those objectives, and you hire more detectives as you go. If you start off with like one, and then like um, if you do well enough you get a second one i mean of course you like later on get more of them but basically that's the that's the game right there is like you are juggling time management with character management because they each have their different stats some are good at some things and some are good at others and then you're kind of like sending them back and forth between these different objectives trying to get money trying to to pass these objectives and then keep going to do more things so i've heard some people say they describe this as like a like a board game in electronic format and i think that makes sense it is very it is more board gamey than it is video gamey despite the fact that all this stuff is automated mm. um sometimes when you go to some of these objectives sometimes it's a dice roll and it's like this complicated dice roll um a little bit reminiscent of something like citizen sleeper where you have to roll a certain number of a certain number of dice but then you know you have chances to re-roll and stuff i'm not going to get too far into it but it's like a little dice game there's also lots of mini games where you're doing like detective type things. Like there's a lock picking mini game. There is a uh, it's 84, so you're like dealing with like VCRs and stuff. So sometimes you'll have to adjust the horizontal and vertical hold on a TV. And I'm sure people are like, "What the fuck is that?" Well, if you're old, that's a thing you used to do back in your TVs back in the day when your picture would flip. You'd have to manually adjust the signal so oh, that the yes. picture would come in stable. That's a thing that we used to do back in the dark times. So you got to do that. Uh, there's a, a thing where you're matching up footprints and you got to like move pieces to like make the footprint shape come out. I mean, there's a, there's a variety of little mini games to kind of spice it up a little bit, which is fun. Um, but basically it just feels like you're just juggling these plates, send a guy here, send a guy there, hope he gets back in time, get the money, send another guy out, do this other thing. And you're just, it, it just feels like a lot of like really busy work. Like I, I didn't feel involved in the story at all. Um, there's also an overarching story that you can complete. And I didn't really care about that story at all. And I just didn't think the moment-to-moment gameplay was very fun. Um, obviously, this game was built for PC first because the interface is wonky AF, dude. Like, it's really strange. There's a lot of strange choices, a lot of inconsistencies in the in the UI and the controls that took a lot of me getting used to. Um, and I just... It just felt like a big thing to do. Like, mm. it was like, if I have two hours to fill, I can come and push buttons on this game for two hours and my two <laughs> hours will vanish. Yeah. But like it wasn't like I cared about the characters. Uh, I didn't care about the story. And I didn't really even think the gameplay was that fun either. Like it just wasn't that great. Um, I also had a problem in the tutorial where which was kind of like a red flag. Like you do the tutorial and you have to do this thing where they give you a piece of equipment to upgrade your character. But I chose a character that already was at max upgrades. So then when I got to the tutorial, they're like, take a piece of equipment. And my guy's like, I can't. I'm full. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't get out of the tutorial because I'm stuck. So that was like a very easy thing that they could have fixed. And that the fact that that didn't get solved was like, ah, eh, probably not in for the best time here if that kind of thing slips through. So what I will say is this game looks awesome in screenshots. And again, that's kind of like what drew me to it. It's doing the 80s neon style. Everybody's got like the polyester suits. The chicks have big hair. Like it looks, you know, a little bit like Vice City. It looks yeah, like totally. uh, Miami Vice. looks like anything from the 80s with like the... The bright colors, teal and, you know, neon pink and stuff, hot pink and everything. So style wise, like the art is awesome. I love the art. I love the style. But just playing the game is just it just feels like 
busy work comma the game and i just Yikes. did not get a lot out of it so just hearing it let's just say i got a little tired okay yeah, so yeah, i yeah. can i i get it yeah unfortunately i was hoping it would be kind of cool little like strange kind of board gamey thing and it is but it just did not did not click in the same way that something like citizen sleeper did or even like um you know, like some of those other, there are a number of these that are like out there that are, I think are a little bit more entertaining than this, but anyway, mm, okay. rough justice 84. I'm going to say that's a no for me. It was rough. It was rough. Indeed. They were, they were true in their advertising. They picked the right title for yes. it. So, all right, Carlos, over to you for a game that's sweeping the nation. AO tennis two. Yeah. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking videos. about it. But I talked about it at the top of the show because it's the game I got from GameStop. That's right. You are the hipster who is bringing the cool game to the the plebe masses. Tell us about AO, AO Tennis 2. Well, it seems like every game that I'm bringing today has a little backstory. So I'm going to give you another backstory real quick. All right. Um, maybe a little known fact. I'm not sure if I ever mentioned it on the show. I think I've mentioned it to you. <clears throat> but I uh, did game testing on Topspin. Do you know that? Topspin Tennis? Yes. Uh, I think you m- maybe mentioned it a million years ago, but no, you can tell us again. That's that's okay. But uh, I, story I, I worked a thousand times. Yeah, I worked at 2K and um, did QA for Topspin and Topspin 2. Topspin 2, I have my names in the credits. Oh, really? So you have the little instruction manual. Uh, it says Carl Sardello. Awesome. Um, and I spent oof, hundreds of hours in that game, you know, testing it. Got some really fun stories. Anyways, um, the story before that is I like tennis games. I actually like playing tennis, too. Well, hang on a second. That yeah. probably explains why you like doing glitch to the ground, right? Because why you do all these weird mm-hmm. buggy things. Because if you've got a background in game testing, that seems to be... That that, that connects those two dots, then, because... It does. Yeah, but, because if you know how to find bugs and you're, like, glitch testing and stuff, this is, is this, like, an extension of that? Okay, there's a lot of things going on here. So, first off, my glitch stuff started with Game Genie. So, and actually it started with, which I just mentioned this on, the, on my channel, is uh, the Minus One World in Super Mario Brothers. Okay, okay. I think that's the very first time it started because I was okay. like, oh, you can go through the wall? Think about it. it literally, it was glitched through the wall. Yeah, yeah. And be- when I saw that, I was blown away. And then Ultima also had weird tricks like that. We would hack Ultima. That was a PC game. But so early, early on, I think I just found the idea of reality being able to be broken in a game and finding that fascinating so then yes later on i did do testing for a while uh, a bunch of different places i did some for microsoft too and it was fun for me because yeah i like that so that being said on top of that i've always liked tennis and one of my favorite games of all time and i still say is one of the best physics even though it's an old game it's called World Court Tennis for Turbo Graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, they made many like similar games from the same company, Family Tennis, and a bunch of other And they're like sprite-based, two D pixel um, t- uh, tennis games, but very, very good control. So like, it's always about the top spin, the back spin, the um, you know the drop shot, uh, the lob, all that stuff, and then the power behind it. Like I, World Court Tennis and some of these older ones actually did that. Like. How long you hold the button down actually makes the difference with how hard you're hitting it. And so then later on, Topspin, being one of the best still, uh, you know, made it all the realistic graphics and then also added those really great tight controls. And again, that like if you hold the button down longer, it'll hit it harder. And then there's like stamina and all that stuff. Anyways, uh, some people say Topspin 4 is one of the best ever. Um and I was just randomly looking for games at GameStop, found AO Tennis, which is the Australian Open. 
if you didn't I had know. no idea what that was. Okay, yeah. thank you. And it's the it is actually one of the best newer um, tennis games. So the the best ones are Topspin Four. There's one called Tennis Elbow, which is on Steam and is highly regarded as the best tennis game ever. And then uh, Tennis World Tour, and then this one, AO Tennis Two. And the reason why I like AO Tennis Two, it reminds me of Two K stuff, is because they do the career mode. The customization is very good. Like, I mean, it's crazy. I spent a long time making me in the game. And I will do a video of it someday. And then the character career, you know, after the character, the uh, career stuff is like, there's a story mode. It's like a hardcore story. Trying to impress your dad. And there's like uh, brands that come, you know, talk to you and stuff like that. You know, you played that kind of stuff, like career mode in sports. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. So it's just done well. Like, I've got this game for like $10. So I'm like, all of it's upsell or all of it's like, a bonus to me, you know? Right, right, right. So, and I looked at online, I was like, they were like, oh yeah, we actually think that this is one of the better tennis games. So I was just blown away that night. Put it in. By the way, put the disc in and you have to copy it to your your console. What? Yeah, that's what happens nowadays, I guess. I don't know. I haven't put a disc in for a while, but it, I had to wait to play it because it was copying it. Oh, wow. So there was no reason to have the disc. Right. Uh, right. That's a perfect example. Of like, or does it need the disc to kind of verify? Is well, it, it are will. they still doing the verify check? It will. But the point is, it wasn't running it off the disc. Right. So right, right. I don't need that disc, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, if I would have known to find it on the store. But again, organic discovery, blah, blah, blah. It's a tennis game. You know, you do normal tennis stuff. You can put multiplayer, all that crap, online stuff. But I just get them for the career mode. I always want to do like a story and just, you know, progress my character. There's stat points. You know, there's like, you could do a training day. You can do, um, there's a therapist. <laughs> you can like pay for a therapist. Um, it's just way more detailed than I thought it was going to be. And the number one thing is the tennis was really fun. I was like, just me here by myself, like yelling at the screen when I made a point. I, I did a comeback. I was like sweating, you know, and I won my first like tournament match. Um, and I was just elated. And by the way, all this, the regular stuff is there. You know, like I said, hold the button down for stronger. And then you can actually like pinpoint where you uh, hit the ball, which as you're holding down the button for like the strength, you're also moving the controller to where you want to aim it. Mm-hmm. That might sound simple, but a lot of games don't have that. So the fact is while you're playing in the mode, in the flow, talk about the flow. This is actually a good example of the flow. You're doing a few buttons at once, right? You're holding a button down, you're aiming, you're aiming the little reticule, you're moving your analog around. You're doing all, the, all, all that on the fly, but you get in the flow and it feels like tennis. I mean, I played it, so I know it just feels like the kind of man, mind mapping you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're like- No, but I but keep Okay, talking. yeah. You're like, well, maybe I should just drop it over the net to the left side. And so you hold the button down, you know, just for a little bit and then aim and then, you know, Anyways, I won't describe tennis, but it's I mean, fucking good. Yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> I'm so surprised with this game. I have my character in it. It looks like me. I'm fucking going through the tournament. You need to post a picture online oh, of I your will. character from the, the tennis game. I want to I see will. that. And yeah. you can also go back and modify it at any time. So I'm like fine-tuning the face right now. But man, oh man, dude, what a surprise. If you like tennis, and I'm sure it's like on downloadable store now, right? So... AO Tennis 2. Fucking check it out. AO Tennis 2. This sounds like the high point of the show, probably. 
Oh, uh, there's one more game I like better, but this it's oh, okay. really good. But this is up there. Okay. Yeah. Also, I'm starving. Right. And I'm gonna chew into the mic for one second. Please do just right okay. into the mic. Just hold right on. Let me do it right please. in the mic, and then I'll grab right the mic. For for all the ASMR people out there who enjoy that stuff. What do you? By the way, let's do a quick segue. Sure. What do you think I'm eating? I mean, it sounds just like chips or something. Okay, it's not chips. You're close. I don't know, Cheetos or something like that, or very uh, close, very close. Crisp, some kind of crisp of some sort. Go back veggie, to Cheetos. Veggie crisp or something. Close. I don't know what. Veggie Chick sticks. Chickpea puffs. Oh, okay. I was in the I was in the ballpark. Yeah, they're called um, puffs. Hip hippies. Hippies. Oh, and continue. The, you get those at Starbucks, don't you? I think I've seen those. No, you don't. Do you? No, I think you do. They're really good. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. All right. Uh, let me talk for a minute about Vampire Survivors. Now, we all know Vampire Survivors, or I think most people probably know about it. It's like the indie surprise hit of the year when it came out, like two years ago or something like that. Uh, and the reason I'm talking about this is because this game has continued to be supported ever since then. Um, strong debut on PC, strong debut on console. Uh, you know, it was one of my games of the year when it came out. Uh, I think I think basically everybody who plays this, if you give it a shot... It looks kind of like dog food when you look at screenshots, but when you actually play it, you're like, oh, wow, this is really fun. Really fun. And I think anybody can can pretty quickly realize what's good about it. Uh, it just feels great. It makes a lot of sense. This is really good time. So they have continued to support this game ever since, uh, I don't, ever, basically. Um, and the number of DLCs have come out. I mean, at least two or three DLCs have come out since the console launched. But I'm talking today specifically about the most recent DLC. It's called Emergency Meeting. And this is based on Among Us. Have you ever played Among Us, Carlos? Yes, and I didn't know this happened. It's so funny because I did introduce you to this game. Yeah, and you did. I stopped playing it, and you kept playing it. Yeah, I have. I, I play it pretty often. I mean, not like not like daily, but like maybe like once a week. I'll dip in. I'll do like one objective or like one challenge. They've got a pretty good little laundry list of things to do. Mm. And when you've got like half an hour that you want to kill, and you don't want to like read story, or you don't want to remember where you left off, if you just want a pure gameplay experience uh, that is always good time uh this is a good one and so i dip into it every now and then i'm still working on the i'm at like 90 percent complete on like all the stuff in the entire game so i've got i'm still chipping away at it but yeah this was the brand new dlc that came out it's based on among us and ironically i've actually never played among us i have uh oh, really? seen it my son has played it a million times and i've watched over his shoulder but you know it's like online multiplayer none of that is my my jam and i watched yeah. it and i'm like i don't want to play this now this looks fun to me personally but my son really likes it so i know about among us and he would be drawing those little characters, the crewmates or whatever, or the crewmen or whatever they're called. Uh, he'd draw those over their house and open up my refrigerator and be fucking little crewmen and on the milk carton and shit. And I'm like, oh, so I know, I know fucking Among Us, right? So anyway, this is the DLC. It adds um, a whole bunch of uh, new stuff. No, so let me just say it up front. If you know what Vampire Survivors is, this is just more of that. So it's not like revolutionary. It doesn't like change the game. I mean, you're, you're not going to get like, Oh my God, I can't believe they did it. Like, no, no, no. It's just, it's more of what this is. But if you like it, it's great. And I do like it. And I do think this is great. And if you like Among Us, you're going to get a kick out of all the nods and the the winks and the references and stuff like that. Um, you have to unlock the new uh, stuff, which is interesting. I think, I think Vampire Survivors takes a pretty unique approach to DLC in that whenever they add DLC, you don't just, you don't just go to it. Like you have to like unlock it by doing something that's already in the game. And maybe if you're really far in the game, it'll already been locked because you will have already done that thing. But it's pretty realistic to think that you would buy this DLC and you'd be like, how the fuck do I even get to it? Where is the guy? 
oh shit, I got to go do this other thing first, this challenge first to unlock the guy. And then you unlock the guy and then do challenges with him. And then he starts unlocking more stuff as you go. So it's not just like, you don't just pick it from the menu. It's not just it's like, like in the game. Yeah, it's like in the game. So you're not just choosing the Among Us mode or anything like that. And I, you know, I think that people who don't know that maybe heads up on that because it can be a little confusing at first. Um, but it is just in line with like everything else Vampire Survivors. That's how this game works. If you know how this game works, it works exactly the same. Um, so you do a challenge first, which I had to do. I did a challenge and then I got unlocked the guy. And they add a bunch of weapons. The weapons are pretty funny. You have little crewmates that can follow you. I think there's like five or six different ones, like the red guy, yellow guy, blue guy, purple guy, whatever. They can all follow you, and they all have little abilities that they can do. They'll throw weapons and chip in, and I think they boost the efficiency of your weapons, I believe. There's also a couple other weapons that are from the game. I haven't unlocked them all yet, but like one of them is like a loudspeaker, and when you uh, upgrade it, it'll say like, on the screen, like text will come up, and it'll be like, I think the imposter is... And then it'll show a little text box of monsters on the screen. It'll choose one of those for you. And whatever one they choose as the quote unquote imposter, it'll kill all of those on the screen all at once. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's also got a loudspeaker that like pushes guys back. There is a life scanner, which I believe is from the game. I think my son said it was from the game where it scans you and gives you health back. And have you upgrade that? It just keeps you alive like all the time. So if you're having trouble staying alive in some difficulty levels, you put the scanner on it just like heal 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 which is really helpful um a couple other uh there's a new map which is kind of like a space planet but it's done in kind of like 50 style which i thought was really cool so among us there's not like a world or there's not like uh, a lot of stuff in it there's no enemies it's like you're always playing against other people trying to figure out which one is the imposter and so they didn't have a lot to draw from in that sense so what they did was they put like a 50 style sci-fi uh map there's like um some science buildings and like gray area to walk around like moon moon craters and stuff like that but they to use the enemies they used 50 style classic monsters so there's a gort from like the day the earth stood still is there there's a giant pointed cactus monster which i forget what the movie's from but i know him on site there's the uh, morlocks from the time machine uh robbie the robot which has been in a million things uh is in there as well so like if you know sci-fi or classic sci-fi, you will be tickled at like the additions they put in the game to kind of buff out this content since mm. Among Us is pretty focused on the multiplayer aspect. But um, I think it's just really good. It's really fun. I mean, it's cute. If you know Among Us, then you're going to you're gonna smile at the nods. And uh, I think it's just really great DLC. I think it costs like $2 or like $1.75 yeah, like or something. It's like nothing. So you can't get really mad at it if you don't think it's enough, but I think it's great. It gives me another reason to come back to Vampire Survivors, and I didn't really need a reason anyway. The game is just fun as shit. So uh, there you go. It's just a total thumbs up. And if you like Vampire Survivors or you need a reason to come back, I think this is the perfect reason to come back. Check it out. And also a cool uh, collab. And I think Among Us is about to drop a new game, maybe. That's why they did it, too. I don't um, know. Maybe. I think they're working on, yeah, I heard like another version of that game or something. Uh, I think it's already announced. Anyway, so yeah, it might be like a nice collab because it's not like a huge monetary grab uh, yeah the, you know yeah. game's so cheap but that's really exactly. cool yeah thumbs up for sure good job and good job to vampire survivors man that's the game that keeps on giving and i just mm -hmm. i just want more of it so right on right on all right last game of the show coming back to you oh, carlos to i don't know if that's true uh-oh you got a surprise edition no remember i i said we have i had two games you do wait what wait. game do you think i have is the last game i was just gonna say let's circle back and talk about the division two did i miss one well, you did, and I'll just say it really quickly because okay. we're improv it, all right? We're improv. Yes, and? Cat Quest 2 I went back to. Oh, that's right. Sorry, my bad. It's no big okay. deal. It's just, I'll just say really quickly, it's fun. It, you know, it's not great. It's just like a simple action-adventure game where you 
roll around and hit things. It's almost like Vampire Survivors, actually. You don't get hordes of enemies at you, but you are just like, going on an overworld and like hitting things and dodging out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all cat puns. Anyways, it's just like a nice relaxing time. So I did go back to it. Um, but yeah, now let's talk about Division 2 instead. Let's talk about Division 2. You mentioned it a little bit. Uh, we've talked about it recently. So you're going back to Division 2. I know it's taking up a lot of your time. I know it was something that was really you were getting into and it's still supported. So where are you at with Division 2? Have you have you completed the campaign? Oh, my goodness. So I just beat the main campaign this morning. Oh, okay. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. And you, Thank you. And you had to get to level it basically because they level guide it or whatever, gauge it so that like... When you hit level 30, you're pretty much at the end, right? That okay. That last section, that last big part of the, again, first section of the story really is uh, level 30 to get there. So you have to be level 30 to fight it. So And it's a stronghold or whatever. And gotcha. so I went and beat it today, this morning. It unlocks a specialization, which is, means that now you can actually like specialize and, and work on skill points for the style of game you want to play, which mm-hmm. is interesting. They do that at the end of the campaign. Right, it takes that long to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say a couple of things. One, you know, the whole game is fucking amazing, and I love it. And I like we both liked the first one. I already mentioned it last time, and we I enjoyed the second one. I didn't go into it enough, but now that I went back to it, it's just I mean, one of the my favorite shooters. Like that's it. Like hands down. Like it's everything. You know, the sound effects when you do headshots, similar to like Rage Two. It's really good. It it feels good. The loop is good. The grind feels good. None of it feels like like a you know a chore. Yeah, and you always are getting spoon fed little things and upgrades and loot, so you just feel good. You know, it doesn't feel. Uh, it just feels good, and so um, that part's good. The part that's bad, it's almost like just like a Diablo or something else. You just kind of suffer through it. It's does it's not doesn't explain a lot. Like even though there's tutorial sections. Like how you upgrade your the ability for each gun you have. That's like a very tricky process where okay. you go to a crafting station and then you like donate guns and the guns you donate go towards your level in that gun. Doesn't make any sense. And then you can donate resources to that same cause of upgrading your gun. Like it just, it's weird. So there's so many weird little things that when I finally got the specializations unlocked, I was confused then too. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be rewarded, you know, like a big reward, and they give you a special gun and everything. And I was like, well, I kind of unlock some things and I can't unlock other things, you know, on the new skill tree. Right, right, right. And they don't tell you. You'd have to probably go into a menu somewhere. So it's confusing that game, but it's almost like MMOs, like World of Warcraft or something. It's like, you know, you just get in it long enough and you watch YouTube videos that you kind of understand everything over yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So I can't be too mad at it because it's still fun as shit. And then as soon as you beat, in quote, beat the game, it opens this whole other campaign, which is like, oh, but just so you know, there's all these other new bad guys that just showed up. And uh, yeah, there's so many other things you can are do. Are those like, the DLC campaigns that have been added afterwards or are those were they already in the game? Or it was already know? in the game, I think. It was like a second campaign. And okay. then there is DLC on top of that that is the Warlords of New York or whatever that now I can play. Um, and that was like an add-on you had to buy. And then there's all these mini teeny missions that were DLC they added. So it's crazy. It's, it's an infinite game. Like... They also just announced recently that they, you know, Division 3 is being worked on and they will continue this series. 
But until then, all this year, like I mentioned last episode, I think, or whatever, uh, they're working on, you know, season pass stuff. And it just feels like they keep giving their players fun stuff to do. That's wild, man. That's wild. Yeah, it's you know, so I, I got really into the first one, bounced off the second, but you know, I bet if I came back to it now, as we said before, I'm sure it's probably a brand new experience. They've probably polished off all the rough edges and shit. So there's no probably, rough edges. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. from what you're saying, it sounds like I probably would just sink back into it if I uh if I went back to it. I, I, I meant to download it before I got on the show, but I just lost track of time and forgot. I bet I've got it on uh I bet I got it in my Xbox library somewhere. I bet. I'll have to go check oh, it out. Oh, Xbox, that's interesting. I was gonna say that's the only game I play with other people. And I'm not playing on PlayStation, though. Is it cross-platform? I have no idea, but I'm trying to think of when it dropped and what console was popular in the house that day. Because we don't... You know, I, I get all the consoles because I'm the editor of Game Critics, and it would be weird if I didn't have access to games. But, you know, I've got my wife is a hardcore gamer, my son is a hardcore gamer, and, like, we can't afford to be buying every console for everybody. That's We're not made of fucking money. So, like, I've got all this, the rigs, but, like, we will choose one for the family and this generation we went with xbox and i'm very happy with that i think that was a good choice for us because game pass has been fucking clutch at our house i mean i know that it's maybe not your favorite thing but we my wife and son have used game pass like constantly so that was a good call for us and i'm trying to think were we on xbox at that time i bet we well i don't know know. we'll figure it out we'll figure whatever it is whatever it is where i can play with the fam i'll figure it out it's just it's so good and it's so addictive and yeah, if, if anybody listening, you know, has it, whether you depression, you might have uh, health issues like me, which I had both of those, by the way, uh, anything that's like bothering you in your life and you want like those games for escapism, you know, this is perfect for that because you just get lost in it. And the world is so beautiful and believable. Like this morning or whatever, when I was finishing it up, there was a mission before the main mission and it was like a, a thunderstorm just showed up. And of course, I am very privilege in the fact that I have a nice TV like you know it's pretty nice and I only spent money on one thing in my house it's the TV and you know all the lights are off right and the thunderstorms happening I can't even see the enemies but that's okay that feels really real you know it's not like mm-hmm. they're not glowing outlined or something I shoot my little like um what's it called those little grenade um Grenade balls. That's all I like to know. I know what you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. and like they find the enemy and that blows up and there's this huge like explosion, but it's like in the dark and so you just see like red, you know, and fire for a minute. It just felt so fucking good to live in that world. Well, it still does. And when storms come in, like fog, a fog storm will come in, you know, like all things you can think of. It just feels so fully realized. And so when they do three, I mean, it's going to, it's going to blow the doors off of, of other shooters. All right. I just looked it up. I just looked it up. I okay. don't know. I don't know if I have it on PlayStation or Xbox. I have it somewhere, but I'm looking at the store right now. And so you can buy the division and division two, which is, I don't know why you would do that. That's kind of, you just go to the second one probably. I think. Yeah, um, I think so. But you can get the basic, the basic warlords of New York with the base game for 18 bucks. Oh my goodness. Or you can get the ultimate, which has division two, the Warlords of New York, and like basically all the DLC. It looks like there's a ton of uh, extra add-ons, plus the the year one pass for $24. Holy shit. That's like literally saying, do you want Elden Ring and Skyrim put together? Like it's like epic, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's definitely a pretty reasonable price for what you're describing to be a pretty pretty good experience. Yeah. Everybody go check it out if you haven't. Go back to it. It's going to be supported for a while, and definitely all year there's a a whole roadmap. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's the only game that I might actually play with a couple of friends. Like I haven't done that in forever. Uh, but because I just enjoy being in that world so much. Yeah, yeah. And this game, I mean, and it is possible to solo for sure, but I think it's always better with people. I mean, when I played the Division 1, it was me and my wife and Corey Motley. And we three-manned it all the way through, and that was like a blast, dude. But that's one of the very few games that I would like actively want to be with somebody else in I, in general. So I, I'm guessing it's probably the same here. Probably well, best with, no. you know, with, with buddies. Well, no. So I'm going to no. say no to that. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I would just say that like, I said that because I don't play multiplayer ever, and I like the game so much that I would. Sure. But I played the entire 58 hours, whatever I played so far, solo. So sure. but, I didn't but, touch another human. But um, to also add, you're the guy who goes into multiplayer games wanting to beat them solo because you like that challenge, which is something you've said you've done many times in the past. So right. even though neither one of us are at heart multiplayer, I'm certainly not a multiplayer player, but this for me is one, and maybe your, your opinion is different, but for me... I like this game much more when I was playing with people that I knew rather than when I was doing solo. I, yeah, I, I don't think it matters whether you like it more or less. I think that I would. I do want to mention this, though, because this is important. I never did yet. But all the NPCs in the game playing solo, and a lot of multiplayer games don't do this when you play solo. They help you. Like, I literally... Can you recruit them to be yeah. like your buddies? Yeah, well, just in the moment. Like Okay, yeah. So it's like when you go to a stronghold... Or, or any place that's like huge and fortified, you shoot your flare gun up, and it's not other players; it's just fucking NPCs. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember. And that, it yeah. feels really good. Like I haven't felt like that in a game like this. So I was just feeling like that's why it kept me so excited. Real quick side story. Okay. Um, in that way, there's prisoners, and you can uh, rescue prisoners. Blah, blah blah. I rescued one prisoner. And they came out and they were in like in a cage, you know, for a long time. And so they, instead of just like leaving, the little character came out and just went to his knees for a minute and like had to catch his breath. Like, you know, he was just blown away that he was out, you know, and he he was free and he was tired. And then another NPC who was following me to do this mission came up with her gun, went down, kneeled down to him, put her arm around him and said, and had voice lines and said like, it's going to be okay. Like, I know that was rough, you know, but we're here and, you know, division is going to, we're going to win this thing. And he's like, yeah, I know. Okay. I just had to have a moment. And he stood up with her. She gave him a gun. He held the gun. They went off and did a patrol. Yeah, that's funny. Well, you he know, went straight to patrol, huh? Straight, that's well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is, it it, it could have been done, you know, so it could have been nothing, arcade right? It would have been nothing. nothing. Yeah. yeah. He could have just disappeared. You know what I mean? Flashed out of existence, yeah. Exactly. That's a video game. Yeah. So I just, my point is that it makes the, they make the world even in that level with the NPCs feel like, yeah, you're part of a team. Yeah. I, I had to make that a point because it really is um, commendable. You know? Well, nice touches like that can really sell an experience, right? Like, you know, in addition to the the beautiful graphics and the realistic approach, having those little moments can really make the difference between something that sticks with you or something that's just like, yeah, I played it, you know, whatever. But like, you know, the fact that you even remember that story, you know, definitely says something in its favor. So yeah, yeah totally. For sure. All right. All right. The Division 2, you got me kind of wanting to go check. I'm gonna, after this is done, I got to really remember. I'm going to try my best to remember to go upstairs and check it out okay. and see. All right. So that is the show. That's all we've got to talk about as far as the main campaign, the main quest, the main content. But we do have some DLC. We have some side content to talk about here. Yes. A uh, couple things before we go. So this is the non-game portion of the show, just for a few seconds. Um, as Carlos and I were looking at Game of the Year stuff last week, we talked briefly about maybe doing some 
TV slash movie things, but we the show was already so packed. We were like, nah, let's hold back. But I think this week, uh, just for people who are interested, we're going to just briefly circle back on some of our favorite TV and movies of 2023. I've got one, two, three, four that I would call my best of. And I've got a couple other things to talk about in general, but we let's talk about the best of first. Right, Carlos, I know you got more than I do. Yeah, I just have a few shows and a few movies. Okay, you go first, then I'll do. You go first, then I'll do mine, and then we'll okay. go back and forth. First one is one I just found, but it's 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 these are both two that I just found TV. And shows. these are your best ofs, right? Best ofs, yeah. I okay. mean, they're my favorite things experiences this year, I think. Okay. And there's so many more, but whatever, I can't go through all of them. But Mo on Netflix, uh, it's amazing. I think I mentioned it even last episode, didn't I? I think you did, yeah. Okay, so I already talked about it, but in general, um, it's just this uh, Arabic family who has this really kind of dark past. They're here in America, they're trying to make it. Um, and the guy, Mo, which by the way, is a comedian, and he has um, this this you know ca- great cast around him. And it's like a drama, it's a comedy, it's real, it hits you in the feels, um, and it's him just trying to make it in the world kind of thing. It's fucking great. Also, Brother's Son, which is um, the Brother's Son, also on Netflix, also very good. Is that um, S-U-N or S-O-N? S-U-N. Okay. Because it's uh, kind of like a karate type, you know, fighting movie. In fact, there's a lot of actual fight scenes in it. Think, um, what's the one that we like? The tower one. Um, you know, you attack the block. Or attack like the block. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's got a lot of fighting, but it's also got a lot of heart. And it's a story about um, this family who's in this huge, you know, um, it's a Chinese like kind of like uh, empire, like a uh, mafia type thing. Is this like modern times or is it modern old times? times? Yeah, yeah, modern yeah. times. Okay. I said, I yeah, I said like empire. It sounds old, but um, you know, they're kind of tied to this ancient, uh, you know, sect of of uh, fighters and stuff like that and crime. But in the it's in a modern setting where like the one son, the son, is like you know they call him soft and he's just like wants to do improv and you know he's not a fighter. And so they, he gets dragged into the, the world. And his brother is like an amazing mixed martial artist, you know, like just he kills people all the time. And so it's that fun juxtaposition of like, you know, great fighter, soft guy who just wants to eat churros. And then the mother is the woman from uh, Everything All at Once. Michelle uh, Yeoh? Yeah. And so, and she, you know, she hasn't fought yet. I've watched like five episodes, but I know she's going to be fighting at some point. It's very, very, very good. It's like drama and fighting. And then I also have to mention Fargo, the new season I love, and it's very powerful. Season five? Season five. Five, okay. End of the World, or sorry, Carol and the End of the World. Okay. An animated uh, show on Netflix about a meteor that's going to crash, and so everybody's just like lost their mind and doing weird things, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. she doesn't fit in with any of it, uh, which I can relate. Our Flag Meets Death was a very special thing this year. Um, you will get around to it at some point. It's on my list. It's on my and list. it is um, a powerful and very satisfying ending. And, of course, Reservation Dogs. Oh, yeah, of course. Which is just truly great. Wonderful stuff. All right, excellent, excellent. Um, do you? Okay, was that including movies, too? That's or is that, just, just the just shows. TV? Okay, so as far as TV goes... What do I have? I know that you didn't care for this too much, but Deadlock for me was amazing. Like probably my favorite show of the whole year. I thought it was so fucking good. Um, the wife and I just could not um, get enough of it. It was just so funny and so smart. And it talked about like, you know, 
modern uh, gender roles and about how we view sexuality and also you know the culture around that and just but also a great detective story also really fucking funny i believe it was from new zealand i could be wrong about that but i think it was new zealand and it was just really hilarious so yeah i don't think i did not like it which wait that's a double negative I think I just saw a little bit of it and didn't know much. Yeah, but you weren't yeah. compelled to watch more. So I wasn't. Clear, yeah. It didn't didn't connect with you right away. So. That's cool. Anyway, Deadlock was great. I want to give a shout out to the uh, the One Piece live action show, which was on Netflix. Oh which yeah, was, was really I fun. It was it. really great. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure that maybe anime purists maybe have some problems with it or whatever. But you know, we watched a bunch of the anime after we watched the TV show, and we were just incredibly blown away by how faithful the live action was and how hard they worked to like honor the spirit of the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, we enjoyed both, but I got to say the TV show was great. And, and as our introduction to one piece, I had never watched anything one piece before that. I mean, I knew what it was cause you can't not know cause it's just this huge thing, but watching that first, I think was a great way to just get introduced to the world and the characters and everything. And that kind of opened the door to the anime for us. But um, yeah, really wonderful stuff. I thought it was very great adaptation. And the other TV show that I want to th- throw a shout out to was one that i think that you like is extraordinary you like that one right oh yeah i could have mentioned that too it's great. yeah it's about a whole world where every single person in the world has superpowers except for the main character who i guess something went wrong during puberty and she did not develop power so she's like the one normal person in a world full of superpowered people and it's really fucking funny i think it's from the uk isn't it from yeah England or mm-hmm. something like that uh it's really funny um just a lot of like you know, like life humor and situational humor and just the jokes are really funny, but they also incorporate the powers in a, in a cool way because I think it's really true that if everybody in the world has superpowers, it's not like everybody would be Superman. You would be the same dumb fuck that you already were. You could just do even worse stuff. Yeah. You would make bigger mistakes or you would just act like a bigger idiot, which I think is probably pretty fucking true. So Extraordinary was great. Um, I have one movie, but I'll save that for after your movies. So those were my TV shows. Well, the movie might be the same as Bottoms. Yeah, Bottoms, yeah. dude. Fucking amazing fucking, fucking incredible. movie, dude. So good. I just, man, me and the wife were just like rolling. We loved every fucking minute of that goddamn movie. It was so good. It's also very satisfying for me because I got to you know, show you it. And you did. I, I totally watched it based on just your recommendation. Yeah. Um, and now that we're thinking about it, I do want to give a shout out to, what's the other one where the, um, the girl goes back in time and, uh, oh gosh, I got to look it up now. She goes in a time machine and she goes back and like hangs out with her best oh, friend's mom. You know that was really about? good. The horror one. Yeah, it was kind of a horror one. She goes to find out who the serial killer was, and she goes back in time with this janky yeah, ass time machine. Yeah, we both like that. Oh, God, I got to look it up now. Damn it. It's like uh, the 80s, and it felt like Back to the Future. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that was really yeah. good. It was very good. Uh, and then also um, Leave the World Behind was really dark and creepy. Did you ever finally watch that? It's on my list. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. It's phenomenal. Like, it's kind of scary, though, because it makes you feel like, hey, this could happen right now. But I think it's also important to watch that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the Killer, which I love David Fincher, anything he does. This is kind of a short, kind of condensed movie for him. Like a short little, it's a kind of long movie, but it doesn't feel like a full-on film at times. But yeah. anyways, it's really good, The Killer. And these are some documentaries that I don't think I even told you about. But this just got released, and I was waiting for it. Bitconned, um, about a guy who did crypto stuff, but I'm a sucker for a good documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Time Bomb Y2K is amazing. It's a literally sectioned together pieces of television, all four by three. So like, this isn't like a new thing. It's just put together all the things that happen leading up to Y2K and then after. So it's like all the news reports, you know? Do people even know what Y2K is these days? Well, they watch that documentary and they'll learn. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyways, I think it's fascinating. Uh, And it actually has a good message at the end. 
Uh, and then I just want to mention the menu, which we both watched, right? You oh, the yeah, menu? the menu was really good. Yeah, I like Fantastic. Yeah, great movie. And one of my favorite movies, and I couldn't, I never thought I'd see this coming, but I brought my brother um, to a theater. We go to this one theater called the IPIC, and it's um, you have your own little box. Did I tell you about that? Mm, it's like oh, there's yeah, nobody yeah, near so. you. Yeah, you, I think you You get that. your own little area, and then they bring you food and stuff. Uh, anyways, we saw Wonka. Really? How was it? Very good. Like, I've been hearing nothing but good things about great. that one. Yeah, because it's the beginning. It's the prequel to Willy Wonka. and the, uh, What was it, the original called Chocolate Factory? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Charlie, no, it, was, it wasn't. It was called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Was it? I don't know. Anyways, well, we the know point what it is, is, anyway. The Gene Wilder one, phenomenal. We can't touch it. But this is the beginning of it. Timothy Chalamet's the you know the Wonka. Uh, uh, Keegan is in it. Uh, Michael Key from uh, Key and Peele. Oh, okay. And just in general, though, it's it's a musical, and I generally don't like musicals, but they don't do it too much. You know, like it is not singing all the time, and it's done so beautifully, and it makes sense, and it explains why he's the way he is, and he struggled, and the little Oompa Loompa. Is uh, what's his butt from? Oh, I would look this up. The British actor Hugh Grant. And, Hugh Grant, oh, yeah, it's Hugh funny. Grant. But I, you would think it, on paper that doesn't work. It works so good. He's no. like Hugh Grant is a he's a pretty phenomenal actor, despite all of his checkered past and mistakes and stuff. He is actually a pretty great actor. Oh my goodness, it just works because it's also it's not like you know demeaning to you know um, people like that would play that to role. Little people, yeah. yeah. It's like it's just a CG type of thing, but it looks so realistic that it's like this little alien, you know, like, like Oompa Loompas would be like these other, you know, race of um, right. people on this planet. So anyways, the point is it's very good. Holy yeah. crap. Quick little side note. Yeah. I've heard, I can't confirm this because I don't have a copy of the original version of the book, but I've heard that the original Roald Dahl story, uh, Oompa Loompas were actually pygmies from Africa. Have you heard that? No, I didn't. I have heard that, and then it, apparently people are like, "Yeah, you can't really do that." And then he's like, changed it to Oompa Loompas to uh, make yeah. them orange or whatever. So, oh, I looked up the name of the movie. Totally killer. That's what it was. Totally that was killer. So good. Excellent fucking film. That was one of my favorites of the year as well. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, I have a list of other stuff just from like that I'm watching right now, but we don't need to get into that. I'll save it for next week. I think yeah, we can, we're done we can, with the show. Yeah, we're done with the show. So, all right, folks. Good show started off in a bad place. I think we ended up in a better you place. Fine, you just said w- words wrong. That's all. Oh yeah. Anyway, I, I I disappointed myself, man. High standards. Well, let's delete it. Let's just delete it. I'm no, gonna we're not going to delete. It. No, which, I'm going to eat for the rest of the podcast, and I'm going to make us delete it. We're nah, deleting this episode. Delete no, because then we're not going to be able to re-record the whole beginning of the show. You're just going to make noise over there. I'm kidding. Folks, I'm not going to delete anything. Before we close, we'd like to ask you to leave reviews, uh, share us on social media, and most important of all, please recommend us to your friends because nothing beats word of mouth. Also, if you'd like to support the show and help us out with the cost, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash the Soviet Games podcast and anybody chipping in at $5 or more will be invited to join us in the Discord, which is just a chat, just a chat room. There's no Fun voice chat. or multiplayer. Yeah, I saw some some folks were concerned it was like a chat thing, like like voice chat, but no, 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 no. It's just it's just like a text chat room. It's just it's pretty chill. It's pretty laid back. Cool people. Mm-hmm. As always, we want to get your questions and your comments. Hit us up at SovietGamesPodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us uh, individually. Carlos, where are we sending your traffic this week? Sorry, I'm so hungry. Glitch to the ground. Just go there. Look for that. Dot com? No, I don't think so. Not yet. Okay. I probably should do that, eh? Instagram, TikTok. Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Glitch to the ground. There we go. As for me, I'm on uh, Blue Sky, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find me there. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. 
all A's, no O's. And this is going to do it for episode 370. Thank you again for joining us here on the Soviet Games podcast. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Delete. I just deleted the podcast.